time has come. Execute order 91.1. Yes, my lord. WVGL. Hey everyone, this is Trey Atkins alongside Campbell Garbert, Jack Vesey, and Graham Copeland. Welcome to the Barnes Before Bed Show, Wednesdays at 10 p.m. on Weagle 91.1 FM. You're home for late night Auburn athletic coverage from a fan's perspective each hump day. War Eagle. And with that, we bring you episode 18 of Barnes Before Bed and an episode where we will break down what's going on in March, and in the college world in general with Pro Day going on. But first off, let's talk about last weekend. With March, you give and you take. You have the highs and lows. It's a roller coaster like none other. And for this group of four right here, we fell off the roller coaster very quick on our first flip. Last weekend, or last week, we made a group bracket that is currently in the 21st percentile of ESPN brackets. A bracket that saw our national champion go out in the round of 32. A tournament that saw our school lose in the round of 32 after having a 10-point halftime lead. A tournament that saw my hometown team lose on three step-back threes by a guy who is 5'8". And a guy who transferred from Florida who's in his sixth year who just all of a sudden grabs Steph Curry's talents like the Monstars did in Space Jam. And now we're sitting here with baseball, the NIT, and pain. Fellas, how has been your post-opening week in a March Madness hangover? You summed it up pretty good. Um, yeah, like you said, <clears throat> Auburn. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to be too mad with what happened. You know, it was exciting. We got the win. Round round of sixty four beat Iowa. You know that was um, Vizi and I were there. It was a great game. Awesome. It, it was cool. It was a cool. Experience. It, it was a cool experience. And it just that. I mean that we were we were going against Houston. The odds odds on favorite to win the national championship and uh, gave it a hard fight. Just the way the way we lost was was frustrating. I'd, I'd say I, that's where, that's where I put it. I agree, and so uh, kind of also uh, this is a little bit of a different perspective because what I'd say three weeks ago we were sitting here saying this is what needs to happen for us to be able to play in March, and for you to tell me if you had told me three weeks ago that hey you're going to be a what were we an eight seed or a nine seed we we're an eight nine seed, or nine, nine. you're going to be a nine seed you're going to go in and play the Ken Palm number three offense in the nation and yep. you're gonna you're gonna win that game pretty convincingly. convincingly yeah. Uh and then you're gonna lose in the round of thirty two to a one seed. I would have said, you know what? Like that's hard. that stinks, but the way this season's gone, like I'm happy with that outcome. It, it's very different feeling than last year with you know, it's the same result, but expectations were considerably lower and to an extent I think we exceeded our expectations a little bit. Of like at least like mid season expectations because for a minute there, I was just genuinely concerned we were going to be in the NIT. I was genuinely concerned that like we just had no hope for this team, and you know we battled. So I was, I'm, I'm. It's a bittersweet kind of feeling after this. I mean, whatever, we we proved weekend. it. I mean, we've said it all year. We can we can play with, we can play with anybody. We can we can hang with all the big right. dogs. It, it was actually executing and winning it was it was just the was the tough part about it. No doubt, Melo. Yeah, I think we exceeded expectations. I mean, I I kind of got uh, from this team similar vibes that I did when it was I guess it was the year before we went to the Final Four when we played Clemson the first round, just got our brains beat in. Um, so I really wasn't expecting to win in March at all, um, but we did. Great winning against Tennessee at the end of the year. Um, you know, obviously that's the tournament, whatever, but. Um, it was frustrating though, just how we lost, like, uh, y'all were saying, um, not necessarily the free throws aspect, um, but what really, you know, grinded my gears a little bit is, is how, I mean, we did a great job on, 
uh, Sheed held him to 10 points. Sasser did his thing, whatever, 22. But this, I don't even know his first name. Last name Mark. I think Traymon Mark, I think. Yeah. Dropped like 26. Come I'm like, on. yeah, I mean, if you're if somebody's going to beat us, please make it be Sasser or Sheed. Like, I, I don't even know who this even guy Jairus is. Jairus Walker. Jairus Walker, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, that was the most frustrating part for me. Free throws aside, obviously. We had, like, it was like around the 10 minute mark. We had, you look, Sasser has four. Shed has four, and I think Walker had three. They're all sitting on the bench, and I remember looking over at my uh, Eleanor sitting with me, and I remember being like, "We have to take advantage of this time right here." I was like, "This is where we can win the game." I was like, "We have to take advantage," and we just kind of, you know, we just played. I think we ended up. I don't think either team pulled away in those minutes, but it was just like, okay, so, you know, we're exhausted, we're battling, but okay, now their guys are all back in, and so. We just didn't take advantage of the situation, which is a little frustrating, especially considering how we played that first half. I'm actually going to play devil's advocate here and disagree with you guys. We did not exceed expectations by any means. We came into the season preseason 15. We came off a year where we were the SEC regular season champs. Our cross-state rival is the number one overall seed. And we fell and collapsed... At the midseason point, where you said we had midseason expectations, when I think of the midseason, I think of when we were playing AM at home with the longest winning streak in the country and lost, got punked on our home court, and everything just went downhill from there. I, I consider the season a failure. I, so I, I, I'll play, I'll play, I'll try and find both sides. I think what he's talking about midseason was probably after the AM game, kind of when we got our expectations right. leveled. Preseason, I think we needed to take a couple steps back because. There were some players that we were expecting to be contributing a lot bigger minutes and a lot more production that didn't end up panning out. You know, Chance West, freshman, yeah. Johan Treor, and for whatever reason, that just didn't pan out. And so we kind of our expectations kind of got leveled. Um, I, I would say mine were pretty decently level even before SEC play. Um, you know, losing to USC, some, just some of those games and. Washington, what was the score? Well, we won, no, we, we won, we won that, that one pretty good. Yeah, Washington's good. not very good. Yeah. But, like, that – I mean, Northwestern was a tournament team, won a tournament game, but still, that was just ugly. Totally. I, um, I, I, I – see, I disagree. I think from the midseason, I think what we did – we knew what we needed to do to get to the tournament, beat Tennessee, did that, didn't, you know, obviously perform that well in, in – in SEC tournament. I think we were just sights forward on March, and I mean, I'm I'm really proud of that we beat Iowa. I mean that that in itself was a you have you have to think small picture, and I think we really need to take a step back. And I'm not talking about to take a step back, look at the season. We need to take a step back as Auburn fans, and where where our program has been. We've been in we've seen some of the darkest ages forever, and right now. We're sitting here. The fact that we're even sitting here talking about a complete failure after an, an NCAA tournament win, I think at least it shows that Auburn and what Bruce Pearl's done. Right, perspective is perspective's huge. Obviously, you want to keep you want to advance out of the out of the first weekend for sure. But I don't know. I, On the contrary, Garber, though, this was two steps back as a program. I, I'm yet yes. Uh, no, I don't know. Yes, what what we drew in this past year definitely was not the same. I think, but it's hard. It's hard to go forward after having a lottery pick and a cons- consistent NBA producer. Not on, even, on the, I would, on the, on I would argue, you know, the steal of the NBA draft. I don't. think oh, that's yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Any means stretch. Uh, I think a lot of professionals would agree with that statement. Um. Anyways, what I think, Trey, I actually, I don't think we can make that statement till next year to really say if this was two steps back, because I think you can really look at it as, uh, just like a, kind of a fluke, honestly. Just like, it, you know, I really like the guys coming in next year. What we have, you know, Aiden Holloway. Like, I don't know if y'all saw the other night. It was on Twitter. He was playing in the game. He went off for seven threes, mm-hmm. and so it's like you know. The way we shot the ball this year, that's got to give you goosebumps. So he's going to be a great point guard. There's some guys in the portal. I know we'll we'll get into that, but yeah, uh, I can't really say that we took a step backwards yet until until we're a year from now. Here's three reasons why I think this season was a disappointment and a setback. 
and we will see how big of a setback it is. Number one, we came in with the expectations, the preseason ranking, as we talked about. Number two, we've lost the state of Alabama. It was ours last year. It's gone. It's officially Bama is now the best basketball program in the state. For just this year, though. Just this year. I mean, if they go to the final, that's the only thing we have over them right now is the final four. If they go to the final four, they have it over us. Yeah. They have and more SEC time, championships. They've Are you had, talking all time or like yes, what time, time frame? And the past three years. They'll have two of the last three SEC regular season and tournament championships. And number three, all the problems we had from last year, we did not fix. As in our guard play and our shooting and our style play. We didn't fix any of it. I think it's more uh, – There's yeah, there's some truth to that. But when you look forward, I mean, yeah, I, get, I guess it will be Bama's, but – I'm betting on us as far as our, our future goes. Right now, I know 2024 is a long ways away. But yeah, I was, I was about to say. We have a top three class currently. I, I'm not going to panic until 2024, 2025. If it doesn't pan out then, then yeah, maybe so. But but that 2024 class bright. is unreal. And I was watching, I guess we kind of go ahead and start talking about it a little bit, but I was looking at the potential transfers. So it's Jaquan Walton, who I know was originally at Georgia. He was committed to Georgia when he was in high school. Uh, I got – the opportunity to watch him play when I was a junior. Uh, he's a bucket. And then, what's his name? The guard out of FIU. Denver Jones. Denver Jones. Quarter six boy. also a bucket. Yep. I think he's a 40% three-point shooter. He averaged 19 a game for FIU. Uh, I think he's got a little bit of height on him, too, which is he exciting. He is. He's 6'4". He's a big guard. 6'4", yeah. 200 pounds. Point guard, too. Love that. So, lo- I would love to see him and Holloway play next to each other. Maybe. See, you know, I, I'm... I'm more of a fan these days of, depending, you know, if they're taller guards, like 6'4", definitely you can play the two, and you can really play the three sometimes uh, at the college level. So I'm a fan of the two-point guard offense, uh, which is what we've ran the last two years with Zepp and Wendell, except this time, you know, it'll be a guard who's 6'1", and a guard who's 6'4", potentially, which is exciting for me. So it's And hopefully can consistently shoot. I, right. I, I want size and shooting, mm-hmm. and, I, and I know that's, you know, that's obvious. Every, everyone does, but that's been something I've, you know, this year just been, you know, one of the two. You've just been kind of, just been kind of like yearning for it almost. I just would watching. compare it, uh, Garb. I think, and you feel free to disagree with me, but I think it's the same as Auburn football fans wanting to be able to watch a quarterback who can connect on deep long. Like yeah, deep yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it's the same yeah. Thing. Now I'm there. Um, just yeah, just. You know, having the confidence, not being like, oh, it went in, that's awesome. Like, oh, that D ball got connected, that's awesome. Like, having the confidence, being like, that's going to go in. Yeah. Like, that's like, going to. You see your guy rear back. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 And, there were, and there were moments of it. And I'm not going to say, like, we actually shot it better down the stretch of the season than we did kind of the regular season. But offensive efficiency rating was the same as last year, it finished the same. Yeah. We, we're going to have a whole offseason to talk about what ifs, yeah. Robin basketball, but I want to keep talking about this weekend. What was y'all's favorite game or the standout moment? Graham, I'll start with you. Oh, wow. Um, I guess my favorite game was Furman for obvious reasons. Um, picked them. Uh, they were down 13, I think, with like eight or nine minutes left in the game. And then they were down f- like five with two minutes left. So, like, I mean, I lost complete faith. And the Paladins, um, but to see them battle back at the end, get that steal. I love also seeing Kia Clark end his college career like that. That was awesome. Wow, that's evil. What's yeah. your beef with Kia Clark? I, I just Clark. it's just more so with Virginia in yeah. general. But like seeing Kia Clark, just absolutely like he's the most. I would say one of the most you know just fundamental like smart. Like he has all those intangibles that a point that you want out of a point guard, and just to see him just absolutely launch a ball into the air with like eight seconds left when he's getting trapped was just hilarious. And he's been there for like seven years. So, I mean, that was that was awesome. Awesome ending of the game. Jack? For me, it was Kennesaw State Xavier. Um, yeah, that was, that was, you I got had, into Kennesaw State, if yeah, I well, remember correctly. It's mainly a homer pick. My high school teammate is one of my good friends in high school, plays for Kennesaw State. But also the story there, uh, Kennesaw State was 13 and 18 last year. And to see them make a run, they were Ken Palms, like they were in the top five in the luck category. See them make a run and then hang in with a team like Xavier, who I know we've said on the show to buy stock in. So it was cool. I would have been cooler to see the upset, but it was it was fun. That was a fun game to watch. Came down to the wire. Garb, quick. Yeah, I uh, 
like I said, I was kind of out of out of the out of the town this weekend. Didn't get to catch every single game. Um, you know, I'll just keep it. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it local. My favorite game was that Iowa Auburn game. That was, I mean, that was that was awesome. That was you know we played we played good basketball, and it was fun to see that and actually happen in the postseason. Because man, I was nervous that that wasn't gonna happen. I agree. That was pure joy, and it was a blast to watch with a big group of people, a bunch of Auburn fans just enjoying watching their team play and i'm sure it was a blast for you guys too in legacy arena but on that note we'll take a short break thank you guys for staying up with us and we will be back shortly welcome back barners before bed episode 18 before we discuss the 2023-24 season for the auburn's men's basketball program and who's coming back who's leaving who's transferring in possibly garber i have a question for you hit me so you spent this past weekend at Virginia. How weird was the vibe on campus after that debacle of a finish? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to be really honest. Uh, they seemed pretty, pretty unfazed. Um, so it was like a Penn State kind of atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, I didn't pry too much. You know, being the outsider from so far away, I didn't really want to be that guy. That's you know. And Auburn, and I was also like with Auburn being my team. You know, we were playing Saturday. I didn't want to, you know, build up any bad sports karma against us. But I mean, I talked to like my friends that were there, and they were. I mean they they were very upset. I mean, I think if I had I been there Thursday to see it, it probably would have been a little more fresh. But no, I mean they were kind of having fun with it. Um, I saw a dude wearing a Kihei Clark jersey, and he was wearing it as a joke. Um, I, that was, I got a good laugh out of that, but um, no, honestly, weirdly enough, like it, I I was kind of shocked. I thought that they were a much bigger basketball school where that was going to, you know, take the wind out of their sails. But I guess St. Patrick's Day, St. Patrick put the wind back in their sails. So they were, it, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. I was kind of, I was kind of wondering what it was going to be like. Well, your friends are better people than I am because. That's just my worst nightmare, having a guest come in town after a loss, let alone a heartbreaking March Madness loss. Because in the fall, after we lost to LSU, when Nabil was in town, I had no interest of showing a good time. Just wanted to sit back, watch some Pac-12, and cry. But let's talk about next year. We're going to go down the roster, and you guys obviously know a lot more about this roster than I do. So I'm curious to hear your opinion about each player and what their future holds. So let's start from the top. Katie Johnson, will he be an Auburn Tiger next year? Yes. I I think I mean I don't know what I don't know what he's I don't know what else he would do. He to be honest, I, I mean I I don't think he's going to tra- I don't think he's going to transfer. He I could. Know. I mean, I'm not saying I'm, nowadays, I mean, you never know who who's going to transfer, who's going to stay. But it seems like he likes he likes the like the attention he gets at in Auburn. Um, I think that it appears that Bruce likes him, you know, the amount of minutes he gets. I, I would, I, I would, if I were to bet right now, I'd bet that he'd be on the roster next year. Mello? I think um, out of like our seven main contributors, um, I think besides Janai, he's most likely to return. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I hope he returns. I do too, honestly. He he turned it on he big hit, towards the end of the season, man. When he really just embraced his role, it's like I'm yeah. gonna come and be just this spark plug off yeah. the bench. You know, he he reeled himself back in because you know we had the good KD, bad KD moments that we've had we've seen for over the last two seasons. He really reeled that back in when things started to get serious. Like we need to start winning games. Uh, you saw he shot the ball considerably better towards the end of the season. At least I like from yeah, absolutely. memory. I couldn't pull up the stat sheet. Gets to the line too and makes his free throws. Right. Uh. So I mean, why would you not like if we're gonna have, a, like bringing in other guards that are tall? I would love to keep KD on, on the roster. Just like a good six man, high energy guy. Uh. Every team needs a guy like KD on their team. It's hard to replace nine points per game off the bench too. Okay. He didn't even have to score either. Like just his presence. Defensively, 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 he's, he's a he's yeah. a like a yeah like pesters. Def- you you the, can't the other team you can't find that. You like everywhere. that. You like yeah. that. Like, that's something that's just like it doesn't like it's not a talent thing really, and it's not really like a athleticism thing. It's just some guys have a knack for 
figuring out how to like steal the ball or just poke it loose, and mm-hmm. he has that without a doubt. Yeah. Moving on, this one should provide some spark after the game. I believe it was right after the game. Wendell Green took Auburn basketball out of his bio. I'm not on Instagram, but that started an Auburn Twitter frenzy. Is he back? Uh, let me look because he posted something today. He yeah, posted his well, highlights he, on Twitter. He he reposted something up. I think he got he heard all the noise and probably something internally. Probably someone close to him told him probably not the best move. Like I said, it's hard to decide whether or not. But we what, what so we got. Y'all know better than I do. Who all is coming in this next year in terms of guards? Aiden Holloway. Holloway is, That's it. Uh, is that right it? Now. But yeah. there's two guys. Jaquan Walton is a shooting guard who's looking like he's coming in, and then the FIU guard. There who could is be guard. there could be a case possibly of him feeling the pressure, him feeling the heat of a new guy, or you never. I've I've no idea really. I haven't looked. At, y'all know more about these transfer guys than I do. But there could be a chance of you know there's not enough spots. It, there might be an encouragement. That's what to I'm leave. Thinking. I have no idea. So that one's that one seems more iffy than KD. I feel like KD probably has a better chance uh, to be well, here next year than Wendell. When you have a five star point guard coming in who's a freshman, like odds are he's going to be our starter. And then you also look, and it seems like we're going after this guy in the portal pretty hard who's also a point guard. Um, you know, it just kind of creates a picture that we're, you know, probably going to be like your time. Your time here is done. Thanks for everything, but we're going to move on. So that's yeah. kind of, yeah. I would yeah, I could very much see that. Yeah, I mean, I think it largely depends on the portal, obviously. But the thing is, is that Wendell is not going to take the back seat. So if we do get somebody, that's I think he's 100% gone, uh, which I would love him to be our backup point guard. Absolutely love it because I think one of the keys in March is good backup point guard play. Um, so, But I just don't think he'll take the high road. Um, but although that would be awesome. To have him and KD coming off the bench as our yeah. backcourt, I just can't see either either of them accepting that role. Well, KD's already KD, on. KD already is. So, but yeah, but I won't. But KD plays a ton of minutes. I'm talking. Well, that's more. Bruce Pearl's basketball. I mean, you know, being nobody being a starter, being a being a starter, being not a starter. It's not. It's like Jabari was getting like 25, 20, between twenty five and like twenty. Yeah, he's getting about twenty twenty nine. I think. I think yeah. he was getting the higher end, but still, like even then, nobody yeah. plays thirty. No, on our team, I could see Wendell going to a team where he he's like the Jelly Walker. He's like the man. He's the he's the guy, just pulling. Yeah, I agree. Do you think he goes out of the Power Five? I can see him going closer home because he's from Detroit. Yeah, go somewhere. Going, like, go to the Mac like, somewhere. Like Minnesota, Maybe. I could, like biggest school like Minnesota. I could see him going like Big Ten up north. He's not a Big Ten guard. I think of a Big Ten guard. I think of, like Bronson Koenig or Aaron Kraft. <laughs> <laughs> that is the polar opposite of Wendell Green's game. But staying in the backcourt, Trey Donaldson. Uh, Donaldson stays. Yeah, I think absolutely. Yeah. Um, because, All right, let's let's we got a lot of people. Yeah, let's keep yeah, moving. Yeah. Donaldson stays. Jalen Williams. I pray he stays. I He's hope, so I hope he does. I mean, I. I don't know what else there's for him to do, so I'm going to say stay. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a senior. He can he just graduate, but. He nowadays I would love to see a fifth year, fifth year Jay Will. I mean, I think the ceiling is so high. I mean, he's just gotten better every year. Mm-hmm. A whole another whole another year with with Pearl. I mean, I, I don't know. I'd he also lo- I'd love loves it. Auburn. Yeah, I, he loves Auburn. I think it's in his best interest to test the NBA draft waters and kind of like get an evaluation of himself from NBA scouts and kind of go from there. I absolutely do, do think he needs to come back and play another year. But if I was him, I would, you know, do all those workouts and everything and and uh, really just train as if he was going to the NBA. Um, and then do that, see where he's at, and then come back for another year. Yep. For these next three guys, I want yes or no answers because I believe we're all going to have the same opinion. Janai? Yes. 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 Yep. Alan Flanagan? No, mm, I don't know. He, he, I think he's going. I think he's going to go to the NBA. Is it more of he's done with college basketball? I'm sure he already has graduated, being a senior. There's nothing really left to prove. I think that's about it. I don't, I don't think there's anything left for him to prove. He's left basically all of it out there. He, I was talking to some guy. I think he, with his size and athleticism, is going to be 
could 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 very well be you know higher draft pick or le- lower draft pick I guess Hi- higher rounds we'll say yeah the uh, upside is unreal I think there's a lot of upside at least overseas. that a player you know yeah or overseas somewhere so I I don't think I don't think Blake will give it a year. I I think he should do the same thing as Jalen Williams. Will he do it? Probably not. But I definitely think test the NBA draft waters. Um, it certainly helps his father's on the coaching staff. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you guys. I think he's gone. I think Bruce is gonna tell him to go. Probably yeah. I think his philosophy is though, if you're not gonna be like a a top like I think it's like a top forty pick, then he's just gonna tell you to come back. But, and why do you let Harper go? Harper was a senior. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He was, he was a junior. Want to bet? Well, I will bet any dime you I mean, want. That I mean, Jared Harper also, was well, Jared Harper was that's also a, he was coming off like an unbelievable season. Yeah, like that's that also just a coach's. Like, I mean, it's a suggestion. It's not, you know. Ball. Yeah. Well, moving on because we have a plethora of guys to keep talking about. Leor. So I I'm pretty sure Leor is going to go try to play like for play, Bucky play somewhere. Is he going to go home? Sake. Uh, unless he gets a scholarship, because you got to remember, hard to blame with yeah. that. Whatever the stuff that happened with Sharif, like part of the punishment was, we had a scholarship taken away, and that, that, was, that was essentially Leor, Leor's yeah. scholarship. So, Leor, I think it's either get a scholarship or he's gone. Yeah, I, he's gone. Johan, I have no idea. I, yeah, no idea. I mean, it, it just depends on what. What the coaches think they can get out of him, and if they if if guy. it seems like yeah we just did not we don't have a small sample size, if we think we can get something out of him and he that's demonstrated to him, maybe he'll stay. But if not, I would would not be shocked if he was in the portal somewhere. Also, also yeah, sorry, go ahead, Graham. I think it's an absolute lock. He's gone. I mean, we're returning our whole front court. He didn't see the we didn't see the production out of him that we wanted to. Um. Didn't get good minutes. Uh, I assume we're already talking like Lampkin from TCU. Like we're yeah. we're we're recruiting hard yeah. some some front court guys because our front court wasn't deep. Like no. Card yeah Cardwell, uh yeah Cardwell and Janai. Like I mean they need more help. They need more you know depth at that position. So mm-hmm. I think he's absolutely gone. I think we get a portal guy or two. Yeah. And that was my next guy, Cardwell. I just don't ever see him leaving Auburn. Even if he graduates, <laughs> no. he's going to stay I, here. No, yeah. He's, I, yeah, it's, yeah. He's, he's the biggest lock to stay. I want to say, though, there was a point this season where he was like I heard questioning yeah, I, I heard, I, I heard he was like questioning it like yeah. just as far as his role goes. Because this was also – we hit a certain point in the season where Cardwell was only getting like seven minutes a game. Uh, and that's when C- we were running SEMO at the four a lot. And I think sometimes we'd bump Jalen down to the five. Uh but I think obviously that changed. I, I, Cardwell's not going anywhere. Did also, I, s- I don't want him to. He's perfect for a backup backup center. center yeah, it's okay. perfect. Did I say Chris Moore? No, no. Far away. I think he's gone. No, he's staying. I don't. There's not a reason for him to leave. So out of the roughly ten to eleven guys I named, I think we all said that Wendell was the only lock for leaving. Debatably, Johan and Fl- we said Flan's probably Flan. gone. Flan. So that's three. Well, guys. after three. the game, there there was rumblings on Auburn Twitter that Flan hint hinted at a you didn't possible fifty. Zep, but I think well, Zep's on our yeah, throwback and, Thursday team. Him and Jalen, uh, yeah, Allen and Jalen both gone. hinted at uh, a return in that post game press conference, I believe. Either I mean, way, you're losing. You know that doesn't hold much weight, but we're losing two point guards. Like I think that's pretty much a done deal. We lose two point guards, and then there's. I don't think between Lior, Johan, and Flanagan, I don't think all three of those guys stay. So we will have three scholarships open. Aiden's taken one of those, so we have two scholarship, spot, scholarship spots open. And I think we're either going to try to get one of Jaquan Walton or the FIU guy and then Eddie Lampkin. I think we are going to try to get two of those three. And then, if, and then we're turning everybody else, and that will be our team. And I really like that team. Yeah. If Eddie Lampkin is as much as a locker room cancer as I hear, I don't know if I want the guy. Well, we'll find that out. We have a lot, or excuse me, we have a long, long ways away to figure out our 2023-24 roster. This will be a talking point for weeks to come. But for now, we're going to take a short break.
be back, talk maybe a little pro day. Can you continue to talk about March and maybe redeem ourselves with the Redemption Sweet 16 bracket? But once again, thank you guys for staying up with us, and we'll be back shortly. Welcome back. Section 3 of our show tonight, and we're going to talk a little football. Our first pro day at the new facility took place, and we had a special guest. An Auburn icon, an Auburn folk hero, Cam Newton, returned to the Plains. Cam back. Ain't 32 know. better than him. And he put on a Zach Wilson-esque <laughs> pro day performance that was just beautiful to see him back in orange and blue, even though it was a t-shirt. Boy, he's, I think he's still got it. And there was a tweet that went out that said, there's no way that there's 32 quarterbacks better than Cam Newton. Garber, as our football savant, what is your opinion on that? Well, that's what he said. Um, but Emmanuel Acho, who I have had Twitter yeah, encounters with before, yeah, I personally I don't, don't like his I, takes, yeah. but I don't no, know. I mean, I, it, it, I, I'm always. I mean, I'm gonna propagate that. That all always. I always want to see Cameron Cameron Newton in the league. I mean, people forget how good he was as a rookie. How good he was as an MVP. As an MVP, yeah. People forget that one. You know, it's it's it became a very common take. Um, to disrespect Cam- Cameron Newton, the, yeah. the greatest college player of all time. It, it, like I said, it became a very common take, you know, based on his, you know, outfits and, you know, attitude, whatever. And his font. Yeah, and his font. But that's just him. Cam Newton is Cam Newton, and I would love to see him get another shot. And another shot not on a team like the Panthers, even though it will be probably, it would probably likely be, not be on the best team. But. At least get him back in the league. I don't know why. I mean, I know he's he's too much of a personality to be a backup, but maybe now maybe now he's coming back maybe in. He could, maybe he could, maybe maybe he now he's kind of taking a step back and would would love. to. Well, he said know. before that he'd be fine being a backup. But Graham, people have said your days at Randolph that you had shades of Cam Newton, a vanilla Cam Newton. What do you think about his current status? possibly becoming a backup. I think the Panthers thing is out of the question because they're going to draft Will Levis. They traded up for him. So they're going to get him there at that one spot. <laughs> but no. <laughs> no. Oh, that's good. I just don't know about Cam, man. Like, I wore number Come two. On. Come I on. I wore number two because of him. I'm his biggest advocate, don't get me wrong. But, like, he had his shot. and No, no. see, here's the thing. I don't care about your football anal- analytics or whatever this you want to say. Put him back in the league. I want to see him. I, 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 I'm always going to believe that he could come out and run for 100 and throw for 200. In a game. I don't necessarily disagree with him about his take that there's not ain't ain't 32 explicatives better than me. Yeah, but I just don't know if he'll pan out. Like if he'll ever like think, be productive. I don't think Belichick used him right. Like I just feel like, and when you kind of look at that offense, what he had to succeed, like, and I think that was a down year for the Patriots defense as well. Like. I think yeah, Cam can be successful. Yeah, find him if a you, coach. Find him a coach that can, you know, use right. him. Or And then the backup role, you know, it gets similar to a role Carmelo Anthony took towards the end of his career. Like, wow, he was amazing point. for the Trailblazers as a six-man. Like, fit is, I think he was averaging, like, 13 points off the bench. Like, very efficient. Like, yeah, throw some packages out there. Yeah, Get them on there. Right. Like, I RG3. still think third and, third and one, I would – Cam Newton is probably a top-ten quarterback. I'd want at the helm – running the ball. I mean, that man is massive. Yeah. And he has stayed in shape. He is not. Oh, for yeah. sure. He is not. I don't, I don't the thing that annoys me is last year, the one that comes to mind is the Jets when they had their quarterback issue, and they had Flacco at 38 out there, and all, all the plays were aligning for the Steelers to sneak into the playoffs, and, of course, the Jets were the ones to screw it over with Flacco. There's no way that Joe Flacco today is a better quarterback than Cam Newton. That's just classic NFL. There's just always like it's just they get the classic safe. You know they go safe because he did it before and like did it consistently before. Just old guy, and it's like I I don't know. Cam Newton's done it before. I yeah. I, I want to see him. I want put him put Cameron Newton back in the league. Jack, I I like that you mentioned the Carmelo Anthony because I was sort of thinking of an NBA comparison for Cam Newton, and the one that came to mind is Tracy McGrady. It's the guy who panned or fell off later in his career, but when he was in his prime, there was no one ever like him. Mm-hmm. Would you say that's, that's why, a fair comparison? Oh, yeah. Yes yep. and no, because Tracy's injuries was what got him. Right? Cam, Cam got hurt a little bit. I'd give more Carmelo. It's still so unfair for Cam that he was the first quarterback to follow Brady in New England. Yeah, also true. Uh in a COVID season with give no me, fans. 
give me Cam on a 49ers team. Like, the way, you know, they run their offense, like, Cam could thrive in that situation as a backup. And, you know, they're, like, obviously, 49ers, they love to, you know, they love to watch injuries, watch players go down. Who did the 49ers get? Uh, they haven't. Did they no, get they it? Didn't they didn't get it. They, they just sold Garoppolo. What is their plan? Trey Lance? Lance that- and Purdy. Purdy. Yeah, I think they're going to ride Pur- with Purdy. Purdy. Well, ride they're, with they're riding Mr. with Relevance. They're riding with Lance, but Purdy yeah. will be their backup. But, like, as you saw, they went through four quarterbacks this year. So it's like, sign Gosh, Cam Newton. that would be dude. fun. Sign Cam Newton. Cam Newton on the 49ers. It, sign him to a veteran. And he'd be home. back with McCaffrey. Exactly. If Geno Smith gets a second chance in this league, then Cam Newton for sure deserves a second oh, chance. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Geno Smith. Love you know, Adam, Gino. Gino had a little, little comeback could, season. He did have a good year. Yeah, they tried to write me off. He I ain't right back. He didn't write back. <laughs> also, if Baker's going to keep. If Baker's getting his second yeah, chance, that's, right now, that's a good point. All right, yeah, Cam. Baker earned that solely <laughs> off of what game was it when he. Came out of the team. Is the Rams? He, three, he his third day on the yeah, team yeah. and led a game winning. That was yes, yeah. That was we were sick. watching that outside, yeah. and that that was. That I don't was even think awesome he had game. a full day of practice. Like I think he no, literally yeah. got there on like a Wednesday, and they played on Thursday night. Yeah, I think right. <laughs> uh, put Cam in the league. Put him. Who are some all, other quarterbacks that like Baker, Flacco that keep getting opportunities? Mike Baker and Flacco are not the same caliber. Flag I want to court, want to see. Is it just because Cam's yeah, like a locker room <laughs> guy that Ray Lewis yeah. on his defense is the whole persona Jones. of Cam Newton the thing that's holding him back? Because Mike Glennon is still on rosters, I feel like. But that's just because he's Mike Glennon. Like, I think the worry was that Cam Newton. I think at one point Cam did express he did not want to be a backup. That he does not believe that he's and you know I, he might be right, but I think I think there was a little bit of pride there at some point. You know, just after I mean. And so I think that was kind of – and a big thing I think also in the NFL is that I think a lot of teams like to line up their backup style with their starting starter style so that when – if in the event – I mean, the point of a backup is in the event that your quarterback gets hurt, you don't have to shift your offense too much. I mean, look at the Ravens. I mean, Tyler Huntley had about same style, same play style as Lamar, and then Tyler's backup has about the same play style as, mm-hmm. as him. And so it's just like I think it just makes it more seamless for you know if your quarterback does go down he can actually run the offense versus like if a quarterback comes down and you have a different play style quarterback he's just coming in he's just handing the ball off and running running some like quick play action outs like I think that's the thing right. so if you line them up kind of behind a guy which what situation would Cam Newton thrive in where there the offense is set around for one a mobile quarterback two the quarterback doesn't really like have to make crazy throws. Like it's it's such it's so so advanced that like it's just quick throw RPOs maybe a few deep balls. I mean the Forty ers is a perfect scenario. Like why not sign Cam Newton to the Forty ers I'm like let's go ahead and start. I it think because they've got two let's guys start. right now that they right now yeah, like they believe they know, in. So right. I think I don't I think I don't think that's a likely landing spot. But in our dreams maybe. I'd actually prefer Cam to go sugarcoat a ring. Just ride the tails. Oh of, yeah, get him a ring. Go be Mahomes' backup. Get him a ring. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Heck yeah. Like if Juju uh, like, yeah. gets a ring, who's probably the most annoying guy in the NFL right now. I think he's my public enemy number one in the NFL. Yeah. And I used to love him yeah, when he's on the tweet, Steelers. His tweets after the Super Bowl was bush league. That was terrible. Kind of out of touch with the NFL right now. Is Lamar still a Raven? Yeah, second highest odds of landing him are the Tennessee Titans right now. I think Cam so. would fit in perfectly with the Ravens with their. You That's know. what I said earlier. RG three, like RG three. Yeah. Right, yeah. I feel like any AFC North team besides the Browns would be a good fit for him. I feel like Cam and Tomlin would bond very well in Pittsburgh. I don't know how Cam would feel being Kenny Pickett's backup, considering Kenny's twenty three. That'd be weird. I wouldn't want to be thirty three, a former NFL MVP, and being a backup of an up and. But I think now, I think the fact that he. Brett Favre I think the fact that he came to an Auburn for the pro day, I think he's taken a step back, and I think he's kind of recognized where he's at. And I think he, like really, he misses the game. I know. I think he just misses the game. And I think now he knows that you know I might have to take the back seat so that I you know you got you know, they say you got to take a step back to go take a step forward, and I don't know. I'm man, give it to us. Wait, come on, light come on. someone in the NFL, light bulb. If any of these spring semi pro football leagues don't want to go bankrupt after one year. Offer someone like by Cam Newton a hefty paycheck 
to bring ratings in. They don't. They, they, the problem is they just don't have the like. The it's not like live golf where you have Saudi and Arabia. Well, bring in Saudi the oil Arabians. money. Bring in yeah. the oil money. <laughs> Do it. No one. So, no yeah. one cares about. Uh, yeah, they don't get they don't, Emirates. Tell them to make a football league and have, have Cam Newton, Johnny Manziel, Brett Favre would probably still play. He played till he was like forty three. Get Graham out there. Give him a sleeve. Give him his his knee pad. What's your what's the brand on your knee pad again? David Russell. Yeah, the the fifty year old country club tennis knee sleeve. Get Graham out there. Where's some other Denard Robinson? Where's some other former former fun college? Marcus Russell. Yes. Two five one. Was he the guy that Stephen A. Smith made fun of with the donuts? That is a clip on Twitter that I was Eddie Lacy. No, no, he was, he's like, I believe in second chances except for this slop. Yeah, probably. He lied about watching film. They gave him yes. blank tapes. <laughs> okay, to be fair. Yeah, <laughs> hey, yeah, we need to, we need to, out. yeah, we need to go back. Y'all need to read his, read uh, his player, read his player, read an article. Yeah. And you're going to feel bad making fun of Jermaine. Oh, no, Russell. no, we're about to get canceled. This no, is, you're not, no, you're not going to get canceled. Is this something I should have known about? Is no, that, he just, he, no. Did, he, did, he just really struggled with, like, Mental substance health. abuse and mental health and losing like family members in our yeah. Right, yeah. Well, we were. I was more laughing at Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. Also, fun fact: Jamarcus Russell in high school, Blunt High School. You know, a team they played, and I remember this as a, like I can remember my dad telling me about this. Got in trouble for playing like twenty three year olds on their high school football team. So you have like a sixteen year old Jamarcus Russell out there. Running and gunning, going against twenty-three-year-old like just grown, like grown adults, which is hilarious to think about. That's awesome. Yeah. That's well, awesome. Sean White, if you're listening, strap him up, baby. You're coming back in the new Emirates <laughs> yeah. Spring Football League. Drew Lott, give him another chance. John, no, John Franklin third. Yes, get him yep. out there. Yep, speed demon. <laughs> Kyle Davis. Well, speaking of second chances, we will get one ourselves. For the fourth segment of the show, stay tuned, and we'll be filling out our Sweet 16 bracket, hoping to make up for our 21st percentile performance last weekend. But once again, thank you guys for staying up late with us, and we will be back shortly. And we're back. Time to redeem ourselves from last week's disaster and embarrassment. I picked Duke, my ultimate villains, my least favorite team throughout my childhood, and still... Wow. I did not know the... The backspin of the Weagle Mics, holy cow. But let's go ahead and pull up our tournament challenge apps and go we, uh, to play TC second chance. Why don't yeah, we? I've got I've got I've got it pulled up right here if we wanna um Yeah. We wanna do it. Let's start in the south. Yeah. Bama, San Diego State. Oh Bama, I mean Yeah, Bama. Jack Graham. Yeah. Bama. Bama. Well, actually, now that I realize it, we're going to be – we're without comp this week. So, if we're in a tiebreaker, should we just text them, call them? We can uh, – we'll just like – We'll figure it out. We, we, we can, we, we can, we, we can come out. to a consensus. Um, Creighton, Princeton, I got I the Blue Jays. Creighton's rolling this game, in my opinion. Yeah, I, Princeton, thanks for coming out. That was awesome. First weekend was your weekend. This weekend's not. It's – yeah. FAU in Tennessee. I love the Owls, man. I don't know why I love them. I'm defense. I'm, I think I think this is Tennessee. I'm, yeah, I'm anti Owls on this one. I think this is a weird year where I think Tennessee, like, I think their road probably ends this weekend after, like, this weekend after this game. But I don't know. I think I think eventually narr- some narratives have to eventually end, and the the Rick Barnes one. This might be a this might be a year for it. So Tennessee. I mean, our national champion was Duke, and they. <laughs> Got held to 52 points. Yeah. That's our own fault. I was anti-Duke by the Sweet 16, and so you're y'all saying, so kept riding So you're saying that's our fault? Not yes, I'm throwing my teammates under the bus here. Yeah, okay. I'm like that coach Who'd you that's have? on the winning it all. Yeah. Houston. Okay, I did too. Moving uh, down, Kansas State and Michigan State. I'm going to stay out of this one, so it'll be a three-person race because I don't want to sound bitter talking about Kansas State, but also I love Izzo. So I, in my personal bracket, have Michigan State moving on. But Kansas State is a great team, and if they didn't knock out my hometown squad, I would be cheering for them because I think they're a super fun team. I like their swagger. I like everything that they're about, except the fact they broke my heart this past Sunday. So the floor is y'all's. Who wins this one? I'm Kansas State. Kansas State. They have the best storyline also. 
I got Michigan State. Kansas State has yet to face a team that's gotten like relatively hot. So I think Michigan State will break that streak. Fair. January, February Izzo too, so but I think he's already he's already done Izzo. He's already completed like Take the seven seed to the, to the Sweet Sixteen. I think that, I think he's already, that's already his Izzo. Like, Eight Final Fours. No, you never run out of Izzo. Eight Final Fours. No, no, I'm not, but I'm saying like I, I think mean, I think him losing wouldn't wouldn't discount it being Izzo. Like if he had lost, got bounced first round, people would be go, mm, is 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 it still March, January, February Izzo? Like no, it's next year. We'll still be saying it. Like I think he's already done his job. Um, so that's so, and I just think Kansas State's just a better team. Also agree, but who knows? I'll probably All right, be wrong. Mm. Houston, Miami. Yeah, let's let's get to the Cougars and the Canes. I have Houston. Yeah, My champ yeah. is still alive. Yeah, I'm, I'm Houston. Graham, you riding yeah. with the Canes? Uh, yeah, no Houston. I love Miami's coach though, Laranjega. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it'll be a close. Well, he's game. just an old school northeastern ball coach mm-hmm. who just yeah. loves it. Miami more guards than Shawshank. I feel like he'd rather he'd rather I, be yeah, at so good. Peach Jam. Or some AAU tournament in Harlem than going on vacation. But let's keep moving down. Xavier in Texas. I'm gonna go with Xavier. I am as well. I, I am as well. But Xavier's offense, when it's rolling, and it rolled last game, it, it's hard. It's hard to stop. I know Texas is strong, but I also had Texas get going out early in my bracket, so I want to keep you know keep going. I also just I don't I don't know I don't know if I trust that coach. He's still. He's not even. He's not even named their head coach. He's still their interim. Like, I. I love all the pieces on this Texas team, but we've picked every favorite so far. So I'm rocking with Xavier. Yeah, yeah. I really don't know. I'm gonna go with Texas. Um, I just don't know much about either of these two teams. I've watched a lot of Xavier. Marcus Carr is really good. Yeah, he is. But Sule Boom is, you know, experienced. Who did Xavier just play? Like their most recent. Pit, who was a hot yeah. pit, and and they kind of just rolled them. I mean, they didn't yeah, win by crazy, but they won by, they won by double nine, digit yeah, or nine. This is in Kansas yeah. State too. What's closer, Cincinnati, Ohio, or Austin, Texas to Kansas State? I feel like that's an Kansas equal C- distance. C- Cincinnati, I would say probably to Kansas City. I don't Cincinnati, know. Yeah, sure. probably. Yeah, Texas is so big. It's Do the horns big. travel for basketball? I, they, I know they probably. travel for football. Probably. I think it's just Texas in general travels. They're not really like a, a basketball state at all. Xavier's a basketball school. I, I would argue uh, Texas is 100% a basketball state. Well, Are you kidding? I mean, based they're off, the football yeah, state yeah, capital say, of the world. Yeah. I didn't mean like that. I didn't mean like yeah, that. I mean, I mean based on the teams in the tournament. They fill out 80,000-seat stadiums for high school games. That's yeah. not what I mean. I'm not saying they're not a football state. I'm just saying they show up for basketball without a doubt. So we have the Musketeers moving on Correct. to the Elite Eight. Let's keep moving down to the West. First off, I'd like to thank Eric Musselman and Arkansas for my one upset pick I got right the entire first weekend, Arkansas beating the Kansas Jayhawks, which we also picked, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think we did. I'm not, I'm not sure, but I'm no. the Musbus, let's just say, uh, will crash. No, I was. We did not. Like Hurley isn't out of gas. The Hurley, the Hurley. I can't even think of a metaphor here. Just UConn's gonna win. That's what I'm I think so too. But man, like, I, see, UConn's one of those teams I picked to go deep fi- Final Four. We actually all had them on our Final Four, but it sucks they're playing Arkansas. Arkansas is hot Arkansas and it's so Musselman. It's must. But Nick Smith. I saw a clip of Jim Calhoun talking to UConn. He said he told him that they have more pieces than either of his Final Four teams did. And they have every piece that they need to win it all. They just got to go out and do it, and they got it got me fired up. So I'm going Huskies. I feel like UConn is another as as much as we talked about not betting against Izzo. Betting against a underseeded UConn is a Criminal. nightmare. Graham, who who you got in this Arkansas UConn game? I got UConn. I think they match up pretty well. I mean nobody. I mean nobody matches up well with Arkansas given their no. length and everything. But I think UConn. Um, they're a long team as well. I think they're much more complete as well in terms of they got length, rebounding, defense, and shooting, which is what Arkansas does which not is, have. Yeah, when they're when they're on, they're just yeah. on, and it's like mm. it's hard. Like the last game, you know, they thought, oh, like Hawkins not playing well. Oh, four threes in the second half. Like yeah, it, it's just they they can. Play yeah, I mean, on. UConn and the Zags are my 
two favorites to win it all, so I got to go UConn. Speaking of the Zags, Gonzaga UCLA, a West Coast matchup. Really I have great game. I have spent the last four March Madnesses cheering against Gonzaga, and they've started to grow on me. They're just always there. Eight straight years of being the Sweet Sixteen. You know what? Zag up. Give me the Zags. Uh, yeah, Zags. You can't don't don't fade the Catholics. We got two. There's two Catholic teams here in the Sweet Sixteen. They always somebody makes a run. Gonzaga's winning it all. Zags, Drew Timmy, last chance at immortality. All I'll right, Creighton. Creighton? Oh, we've already, you're already a step ahead here. Before we even announced it, Bama and Creighton. I'm not getting cute, Bama. Creighton. I think I don't think this is I don't think this is Bama's year. I'm also very biased, but I I just I I cannot picture it in my mind them cutting down a net. I've already seen. I mean, I know in March in SEC tournament, but that's fake. You know. I, a Mickey I, Mouse I net cut? No, just it's not the real deal. Um, I, I, Creighton is red hot. I think they're going to roll Princeton, and I think they're going to shock the world, beat, beat Bama. Bailey. I have a hard Shearman. Time. Yeah, I've always Shireman. had a hard time pronouncing his last name. He was uh, – Creighton offered him a heck of an NIL deal. So that's where – why he ended up in Omaha, Nebraska, because there was blue bloods across the board mm-hmm. craving for him to be a part of their team. I but, mean, people forget Creighton was like was the preseason was supposed to win like the Big number, East. They're like number four. Yeah, they were, and and I think they're returning back to that form. I think they had a couple of hiccups, you know, just playing Big East schedule. It's a ringer, yeah. but uh, give it to me. Give me, give me Creighton. So one You're one. The Big East. Jack Graham, Bama, or the Blue Jays. If there's a team on this side of the bracket to take Alabama down, it is. I think it's gonna be. It's got to be Creighton, right? Two like, one, mellow. Uh, we, we might as well. I mean, we might as well take the stab. Yeah. You know? Actually, why not? I Let's mean, have fun. What are we gonna do? What's the? There's no. There's nothing. You can't win anything from the second chance bracket. There's no prize. There's no. Just our pride. Well, yeah. we have everything to lose if this goes horrible again. Well, um. I actually got skipped over when I made my uh, when we were picking Creighton Princeton. Um, I'm not so sure Creighton will be facing Alabama in the Elite Eight. Um, I know that it's un- unpopular, but there's no such thing as like you know like it's March. Anything oh, yeah. can happen. Anything, yeah. So I think I mean I guess I'll take Creighton over Princeton, but I think Princeton absolutely loses by no more than four points. I think it'll be a very close game. Princeton's defense is unreal, um, and they're just fun, but. Uh, I think Alabama, if it's Alabama-Creighton, I think Alabama advances. Revenge game for them. I think they played each other three, two or three years ago in the round of 64, round of 32. Revenge game. Alabama. Very different teams. but Very different teams. but yeah. Jack, this actually just hit my mind when you called Gonzaga the Catholics. If Bama and Gonzaga play in the championship, I watched uh, the U documentary, Catholics vs. Convicts Part 2. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, Fun. Creighton's Catholic, so we're oh, this we're is Catholics this versus game. convicts. Oh, I mean, it's Big East is all Catholic. It's yeah. just yeah. So we're getting John Fan had a good quote on part of my take it was uh, prayers, meatballs, and basketball. That's the oh, Big that's East. A, I was like, that's that's incredible. So all right, we're two two. Yeah. So we need to. We're just gonna fl- you said let's you just go Creighton. Creighton. Come on, we let's cannot put Creighton, out yeah. in there. Let's let's all have right. fun. We we let's run through these Tennessee Kansas State. I think it's Kansas State. I don't think. I don't think it's yeah. a bar- I don't think it's yeah. a Barnes final- Barnes final four. I will be decked out in purple if that is the matchup. Houston Xavier. Houston. Yeah. Houston. Yukon Gonzaga. Tricky. Oh, I have Yukon in my I have final UConn. four. I do too. So I'm gonna go Yukon. I'll say it. That's my I'm gonna take Yukon as well, but that's my game of the year. Yeah. If it happens. If it happens, that'll be that I think that is gonna be the best basketball game played this season. Yeah, that's that gonna be some think, high quality yeah. ball. Garber, you know you said you can't see Bama cutting down the nets. I can never see Drew Timmy cutting down the nets. I wish. He's so he's I sick. would love to see it. Uh, Graham, who you got in that one? Uh, yeah, I mean but I But it's I, UConn. I like I said, I see both teams winning it all, so I'm I'm gonna take the Zags. We did another tie here. Should we pull Skip Bayless and call Compton on air? Uh it's eleven so <laughs> or no, it's, time. Yeah, let's yeah. uh it's probably. It's, I think he, t- they're on a different time right. zone too. Let's flip a coin. Yep. Head heads goes to the higher seed. So heads Gonzaga. 
heads. It's Gonzaga. Gonzaga advances. All right. Gonzaga up to the final four. So Creighton, Kansas State is our final four. I love it too. See, this is where I'm like, no way Creighton is making it to the national championship, but they win that game. Right? Yeah, there's no right, way. No way. No there's way. No right? Way. Yeah, there isn't. Yeah, so there's no way. <laughs> I think we're taking Creighton, and then we have Houston Gonzaga. I'm Houston. just saying that. We so Creighton Gonzaga is our championship. Wow. I'm, see, I'm Houston. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, although, no, although if Houston. if Houston gets to the final four, or if Gonzaga gets to the final four, they're winning it. They're winning. <laughs> yeah, they're it's winning Gonzaga. It. Yeah, it's Gonzaga, and I think Mark Few does it. Mark Few does it this year. Mark Few does it. You think Gonzaga's going to beat two non-football schools in our championship? Those two schools. That that would make sense. (laughs) Wow, it's are we playing football? Wait, hold up. We didn't even vote. How did we get to this point? We did. We We kind of did. We kind of did. No, no. So we. Well, all right, Gonzaga's all right. not beating Houston. There's no way in Houston, Jim Nance's last Final Four, Houston alum. It's destiny. Co- 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 you're on the Zags, are you not? Yeah, it's not a part of the script. Yeah, it's not yeah, going around. You're on voted, buddy. It's 3-1. <laughs> so and then it's, it's Creighton Gonzaga. It, it, whose legacy is this? Kelvin Sampson's or Timmy's? It's Kelvin Sampson's. And well, J- uh, Jim Nance. You lost. Democracy, brother. <laughs> this is a dictatorship. How? We are forgetting were, that Houston will be dictator. playing a home game. Oh, yeah. Facts. Take it back. Take it back. It's Houston. Houston in Houston. Versus Gonzaga. Yeah, <laughs> it's over. I actually might be there. And Sasser's probably healthy by then. Really? What? Well, my my un- uncles, two uncles live in Houston. They want they want the family to come up. So This is, okay, the dream Final Fourth for the NCAA would be Texas, Houston, and Bama. Those three, they will crave to have in the Final Four. And that's why I would love to see Creighton, FAU. I disagree with and the Bama take very much so. All right. They're th- Houston or Creighton? Cougars. Cougs. I mean, I picked them Cougs. originally. In yeah, my, I just Cougs. got too excited. It was there. always the Cougs. I got too excited there. I want. <laughs> I want. I want to see. I want to see. I really do. I want to see Mark Few, and I want to see Gonzaga. Not see even Mark Few. I just want to see Gonzaga do it. Why, yeah. Timmy? Be exciting. Everyone on Gonzaga's grown on me, except Timmy. I just don't like <sighs> the guy. What? What? And you like Sheboy? They're the same. Sheboy is the nicest human being on earth. Just, Timmy's a great guy. You're just, you're just. He you're just, cursed on national television. He just oh, seems like that. Oh, oh, oh come on! Are you the Sheboy has kid, class? There's, kid, there's kids. Or, yeah, yeah. You, there's kids watching. That's true. There, I mean, some things are bigger than sports. I, I, <laughs> the, I said earlier the Zags have grown on me. Mark Few's grown on me. I think Mark Few. Is a good dude. I'd love for him to get a ring. Yeah, yeah. Not well, with well, Drew Timmy on his good squad. Good dude. We're not going there, but we're we're. Uh, well, you really that. want a nice? I mean, look, look where nice guys got in Sheboy. I've said it once. I'll say it again. It's <laughs> gotta be. It's gotta be a basic team winning it all. And Houston is just not, not like chalking up. Not basic of a team enough. It's gotta be like a, no, a blue blood. They're the Houston Vegas odd, the odds basic. on favorite going in. No, I'm talking historically speaking. Fair, except Villanova when they they weren't really like basic. Blue blood. They, not until they really popped on the scene like that. I, I it's like got it's got to be a UCLA, uh, Kentucky, Duke, uh, Villanova, UConn kind of team. Houston's our champion. No, thanks. And do you want it to be Gonzaga, or do you want it to be Creighton? Definitely right, not. Creighton's not making the wait, championship. Time out. Time out. This is gonna be the well, final that's, that's where we we're ending it. All right, Tails. Tails Gonzaga heads Houston. If it lands straight up, FAU. Tails. All right, there it is. Gonzaga was our champion. There you go. Gonzaga. All right. Mello gets his way. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Mello, are you going to get your way after? We're going to go to cookout? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no comment. Well, have on that way. note, way, we will see you at a drive through in Opelika in about 10 minutes. But thank you guys for staying up with us. Maybe Guthrie's. Who knows? Another coin flip, Jack, for the people. <laughs> it's I know we're out of time. We'll do the coin we gotta flip go. We gotta go. Yeah, yeah. Well, once again, thank you guys for staying up with us. This cheered me up after the post-March Madness opening weekend depression. We will be back next week talking Final Four ball and probably doing another bracket. Hopefully we're not in the 20th percentile this time. No, we're not missing a pick this time. I feel yeah. it. <laughs> we're due. We're due. But – that's the end of this episode. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week. And as always, sleep tight, Tiger fans, and War Eagle. Love you guys.
Thank you all for listening from us here at Barnes Before Bed. We hope you join us next Wednesday at 10 p.m. right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. Sleep tight, Tiger fans. And as always, War Eagle.